Hey guys, I'm JC. And I'm Seven. And you're listening to the CGC Podcast, where we cover our favorite comics, games, and cinema. So strap in and get your nerd on. Thanks for listening. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a minute. Yeah, we, uh, we missed last week. Yep, uh, we've got we've got good reasons, though. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, I had my bachelor party. Yeah, I've just been moving in, uh, getting settled at school. I hate that I missed your bachelor party, man. Yeah, me too, but y'all, it, is y'all get, it is Did y'all get wild and rowdy, or did y'all just go fishing? Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. We came in Friday night uh, not expected to get completely hammered and then we got completely hammered and stay up till like 3 a.m uh like drinking and smoking cigars and we woke up three hours later uh to go fishing yeah no shot (laughs) yeah y'all would have to catch me back at the room (laughs) yeah my uh my current brother-in-law alan and my future brother-in-law austin both threw up off the side of the boat because it was a it was choppy that morning on the uh on the boat and man it (laughs) it was rough man my stomach was hurting so bad when we got back i slept um literally all day the day that we got back home uh and i did not get up for shit my stomach was killing me from that long weekend of of drinking and smoking cigars that i was just like nah uh seven and sea travel don't get along well (laughs) i am actually deathly scared of the ocean scared of the ocean yes damn i mean it's fair the ocean how much do you know how much shit is out there yeah i I have a vague idea and i don't blame you my biggest fear is to like i've had nightmares of me being like submerged in water and it's like yeah. up down left right all around it's just blue yeah. and then i've had dreams of being like waiting like swimming in the water and looking around and not seeing any land and that's just terrifying that's yeah. absolutely just scary to me yeah it's um it's like that episode of uh bojack or um is it called bojack horseman i think i know what you're talking about i don't watch it yeah, well, there was a scene where um, a girl was like, yeah, I got really drunk and I was driving through L.A. and I ran my car off into a lake and it was in the middle of the night and there was nobody around and I was sitting, I was sinking into the water. And the trick that you have to learn is uh, when you're when you're six feet underwater and it's pitch black dark and you can't see anything at all. And when you breathe out, you follow the bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> You also have to wait till your car is like completely submerged, like yep. to try and to try and get out. Yep, because otherwise the water hitting you would just push you back in. Well, that and like it, it's a vacuum. You know, there's air still in the car, and if you try right. and like uh, push that out, it, there's just so much resistance. Yeah. I remember I, I bought this. Uh, I was with my ex girlfriend, um, but we were at like this mall in Tallahassee, Florida, and there's this uh, store called Brookstone. And it's like that weird Sky Mall kind of store that you see, like you get magazines for. Mm. And it has some of the most oddball gadgets. I remember I bought a flashlight that's half Swiss Army knife. And (laughs) the selling point that got me to buy it was it's got this little like button you can press. And uh, once you press the button, this little like steel pyramid shoots out the top and uh it's sharp but it's it's meant to break windows like car windows 
And he sold it to me because he said, if you're ever submerged underwater, this one tap and the glass will break. And I was like, well, you know, I don't ever see myself, you know, being submerged underwater in a vehicle. But if that ever <laughs> were to happen, I'd be prepared. So, you know what? I'll buy it. $30 well spent. Yeah. Well, you know, they make knives like that now. They're literally like first responder knives that have the razor and the hilt of it and the, the window punch on the end. Or you can like bust glass out and cut your seatbelt. If yeah, you yeah, this, this thing's also got a little like box cutter thing that tears your seatbelt off. Yeah, I, I keep one of those knives in my car along with like a lighter and uh, some like obviously all the essentials: a tire pump, um, not like a handheld one, but like an automatic one you plug into the cigarette lighter. Uh, jumper cables, literally anything you need to get the car fucking moving if you have to get it moving or to you know break some shit and get out if you have to yeah but well, yeah seg- segueing in the nerd stuff um what if drops in like five hours um, yes i don't know if i'm gonna stay up and watch it i'm I'm pretty beat although it would be nice i'll probably catch it tomorrow sometime uh but yeah, for I, sure i, I want to say the first episode is going to be uh captain carter captain britain whatever she wants to go by yeah you know whatever um i'm more interested in like the the snippets we've seen of like the zombies and like uh spider-man with the doctor strange coat and or the cloak and mm-hmm. um i'm which if it's anything like i'm thinking it's going to be it's going to be kind of like a like wandavision where it's like mm-hmm. there's a plot a and b mm-hmm. and it's like while plot a of each episode is like you know the what if part you know uh, i'm thinking there's going to be like a side plot going on with the watcher and everything that's going to kind of unfold like you know throughout the weeks I'm I'm thinking it might be Doctor Strange too, because you know he's we're we're still building up to the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness movie. Yeah. So I I imagine that the B side is probably going to have not only the Watcher but maybe also like Strange being like, hey, you know, we're looking for something specific or you know whatever. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Captain Carter is not exactly yeah it's it's not one I'm excited for but I am super excited for Marvel Zombies. Yeah. Um I really want to see uh Star-Lord T'Challa. Yeah. For sure. Um I'm I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Uh what else? I I saw Suicide Squad, the new one. Yeah, I haven't um, seen it yet. A lot better than I was anticipating. Uh James Gunn did a very good job. The ending was kind of a gut check. Um up until that, it it's probably the best DC movie to come out. James Gunn did a phenomenal job, like shot wise and the cinematography. Well done. Well done. Uh, hats off to the man without giving too much away. This movie is what the first movie should have been. Like, mm. it's not afraid to put that suicide part in suicide squad. Mm. Um, like I'm talking about like left and right unexpected type of shit. It's like a lot of the people you would think, that don't make it make it and vice versa uh but that's that's all i'll say um but all overall um if if gun can get his hands on a little bit more dc films i think i think they'd be in good shape um yes. it was just it was just kind of wacky um mm-hmm. like the entire time it was just kind of wacky mm-hmm. um i feel like they set up for another one okay so well, maybe. I gotta say, you, you got me a lot more excited than this one. Um, I, I've been avoiding it. I have HBO Max. I could have watched it at any time, but I've kind of been, I've almost been dreading watching it because I did not like the first one very much. Um, 
go check it out and form your own opinions. And if you want, we can talk about it. We can make a whole episode on it if you want to. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, it, it was a lot better than I was expecting. Yeah. Just because no, DC's got that track record. Yeah, we for sure need to make an episode on that because it's okay. it's a new release. It falls under things that we should have. Yeah, we should uh, definitely. Well, I mean, obviously we got to do it when we got the time because you know you're moving into a, you you've now moved back into school and you're about to be doing a lot more school yeah, stuff. Classes are about to be heavy, dude. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting married in like a little over a month. Yeah, and I've got a lot of work that I got to get done before I can leave for that. Much less like. Right. You know, so we're we're gonna try and keep our our Wednesday schedule, but there might be times when we end up missing, like this previous week. Like um, this previous week. If any of you out there for some reason come back week after week to listen to us, not only do I want to thank you, but I want to go ahead and warn you and apologize that our schedules are bound to be not as consistent in the following weeks. Mm. Um, I'm actually I'm. Not to say that I'm not excited, or not to say that I'm excited about putting this down, but dude, a lot of my classes I'm stoked for. I have a whole class uh, just in post production, just editing. Oh, nice! Oh, um, nice! Yeah, literally. Gonna, it, yeah, it's gonna help out with this. Um, I've got a class with like screenwriting, and I've got like a history of film class. I'm really not too too thrilled about. But then the big <laughs> kick, the big kicker, is I get to go back to Trillith Studios. And uh, I've got a whole class based off uh, lighting and electric. Um, and if it's anything like last semester, it's going to be great because last semester I, I, I got into some shenanigans around set. Um, I met the rocks stunt double because <laughs> they were, they were filming black Adam uh, like oh, okay. in, in the park that I had classes at. And it turns out, I didn't know this till the end of the semester. They have been filming like right across the street the new spider-man are you serious dead dead ass dead serious oh my god dude. and I, I had no clue until my last day and it was funny because we sit down and uh joe joe thomas uh, my professor he just told us to call him joe he's been in the industry for like 30 40 years mm-hmm. and he said all right guys so we, we've got some stuff to do today and i think we were shooting our student film and he said, if y'all hear anything loud or if the building vibrates, don't worry. They're doing pyrotechnics across the street. And I was like, what? What? Hang on. They're doing what? <laughs> and then sure enough, dude, we we had to uh, reshoot pretty much the entire first scene of our little short movie. Yeah. Because like I remember like I was I was one of the actors and we had this uh, this terrible script. I mean bad script um but i was playing like a prisoner who was like doing like a drug deal kind of thing and then i remember there was a, sh- a wide shot of me and uh, my sitting at this table can you hear me yeah my mic just my, my headset just shit itself holy hell it's like there were so many beeps in my my head you hear me okay yeah i hear you fine all right all right um, but we were shooting that, and I remember seeing the footage. Just like there's just a wide shot, still as can be, and then the whole camera just sh- violently shakes. <laughs> and Dude. like it, like you could you could feel it. It was actually pretty nutty. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I remember just to go off on another tangent. Um. The first day I was ever there, we had a lunch break for about thirty minutes, and uh, you know everybody was supposed to go eat. 
you know, come back in 30 minutes. Uh, I had like a little bag of Funyuns that I was just snacking on like all throughout class. And so I decided that I would try and explore, you know, look around and then um, ride outside. Cause like our, our class was held in like this kind of trailer type deal. And then like maybe 30 yards from it was this giant building with a big A on it. That was studio A and in studio A, they had been filming black Adam. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) I try to get in through like the main door, but you need a swipe card. Like you Mm -hmm. need like granted access. So I'm like, Oh damn. Okay. I can't get in. I'll just go back. And then I turn around and some guy walks out the door behind me and I just kind of turn back and look at him and he goes hey are, are you trying to get in and then I was <laughs> I was like oh yeah dude I forgot my idea I forgot my idea at my place I'm sorry and he was like yeah go ahead and he holds the door open for me and I just oh my wander God. in and it's pretty nutty like I didn't see any major celebrities um right. I, did, I didn't even see the rock stunt double then that was like leaving one day but yeah. I remember getting in there and they have all these huge like platforms and stunt rigs and cables and they're attaching a guy to a cable cameras and lights are set and i just kind of walk in and i'm staring at it just taking it in yeah and then out of like maybe 10 feet to my left i just hear hey and i look beside me and there's this dude sitting in a director's chair with a clipboard and the headset and he looks at me and he goes hey i want a black coffee go and i am shitting bricks at this point and like actual hollywood yeah (laughs) i panic and i'm like yes sir and so i spent a good five or ten minutes just wandering around the set looking for anything that looks like a coffee maker until i find this like little kitchen that's like the size of a walk-in closet and there's a coffee maker there and there's a pot of coffee that's been sitting there if i had to guess all morning and so I pour that man a cup. I nuke it in the microwave for about 30 seconds and I run back to him. And I'm like, hey, sorry that took so long. I had to make you a fresh pot. And I got my ass out. I <laughs> dipped, dude. Yeah. I was out of there so quick. Dude, I'm surprised you didn't just like test your boundaries there. Cause funny, funny thing, if you act like you belong nine times out of ten, well, it's like just think I would have I would have stayed and like tried to somehow weasel my way into a like PA position which is pretty much just coffee bitch, like production assistant. Uh, but I had class to get back to. And if I told oh, him damn. I was a student, I probably would have been kicked out of the program. <laughs> so there's that, um, that story. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'll shut up for a minute. Um, our topic this week is the PS4 exclusive. It's automatically a classic by Santa Monica Studios, uh, published by Sony, dropped in 2018. Uh, I think it's like the eighth game chronologically with like all the, you know, main games and all the handheld stuff. But Mm. this, this was a nutty game. This was God of War. I mean, I remember this being like kind of a, a masterpiece was how I, how I described it. Right. I was going to say, I don't think nutty game is what I would use to describe this, but the whole game is nutty. What do you mean, dude? Dude, it's it. It's like one of those games where it's like from beginning to end, you're on the edge of your seat. 
Oh, okay. You're meaning nutty in the sense of like a lot of shit happening and very like thrilling. I thought you meant nutty as in like, oh, funny, silly little Kratos and his his uh, son. Just uh, I think we obviously have different definitions of the word nutty. Yeah, nutty doesn't. It nutty. sounds like too funny a word. I just be... I, I I use I used to play Rocket League all the time, and I remember nutty was like, oh, dude, that was such a nutty play. Like nutty, nutty is the new crack, I guess. <laughs> I prefer cracked. But anyway, um, I'm going to read like a short and I mean like very, very short, like little plot starter just to kind of give you all a feel of everything. And then we can just jump right into our thoughts and our notes and stuff. So Ooh. it says uh, many years after Kratos's defeat of the Olympian gods, he now lives with his son Atreus in ancient Scandinavia in the realm of Midgard. After cremating the body of his wife, Faye, and a short hunting slash survival lesson with Atreus, Kratos is confronted by a mysterious man with godlike powers. The two battle, and Kratos seemingly kills his opponent, after which Kratos and Atreus begin their journey to honor Faye's last wish to scatter her ashes at the highest peak in the Nine Realms. So right off the jump, they're on a mission. They're attacked because they get like pretty much sidewinded by this guy, Balder. Yeah. Um, but... You know, game's been out long enough. We're talking about spoilers. If you haven't played it, stop listening. Go buy a PS4. They're dirt cheap now. Uh, <laughs> go go play the game. Uh, it's it's a yeah. masterpiece. Uh, you you might miss out on a couple of little Easter eggs here and there if you haven't played the you know the older ones. But the the big thing about this game for me was I have never played a God of War game before this came out. Mm-hmm. I watched like the trailers and I was like, oh damn, this is tight. I didn't have a PlayStation until this game came out. And so I actually bought the new one, like the new God of War, mm-hmm. played like maybe five minutes of it. And then something happened that I didn't understand. And I was like, okay, I can tell this game's going to be great. I want to enjoy it. So I didn't play it for about two weeks. And I went back and I either watched or played all the previous God of War titles. Mm-hmm. And then I was I was back in the loop and I enjoyed it. And it, it was a it was a nice change of pace, you know, going from Greek mythology to Norse mythology. Oh yeah. Um, but overall just a wonderful game. All right. Well, I mean, I yeah, I yeah, I yeah, I yeah. More slut. Boy. My big thing here is that within the first five, not even five minutes, within the first like two minutes, the game establishes Kratos is a real beefy boy and there will never be a beefier boy than this boy. He literally chopped, he chops down a tree number one in like three swings, which is stupid. First of all, then he just, picks the thing up and just tosses it over his shoulder like it's just i don't know like a sack of garbage or something he just meanders his way down to the river where he just pushes it into the river and i'm like bro that is a that is probably the thickest and heaviest part of that whole damn tree and you're handling it like a bag of groceries right now like mildly annoyed but like not 
struggling in the slightest bit i was like yeah. this this man is the beefiest boy and i love him i i knew that before going into it because i had watched all of his excapades in the previous games and god of war 3 was my favorite up until the new one came out now this yeah. is this title was literally the only reason that i bought a playstation uh, excuse me playstation 4 um that and spider-man um yeah. of course now the only reason I'm going to buy PlayStation 5 is because the new title drops, uh, I think, early next year. Ragnarok um, is going to be nutty. No, that's that's literally the only reason I'm going to buy PlayStation 5. Yeah. I, I will play Miles Morales, but I won't care about it as much because it's not Peter Parker. No offense to anybody that loves Miles Morales, but Peter's my boy. He's my favorite Racist. Spider-Man. Racist. Shut up. No way. Get out of here. Well, I'm going to steal this plot point, or not plot point, I'm going to steal this point before you do because I appreciate it more. Um, yep. The entire okay. game, the entire game is made to seem like it's, like, in one shot. Like, movie-wise, like, there's there's no cuts. Like, there's a very minimal, and I mean minimal loading screens, and I think the only time you use it is whenever you try to fast travel. Not um, even. Well, I mean, Bifrost. Not. I mean, there's that, yeah. like, little bit of white while you go through the door. It takes a couple seconds. Oh, if if that though, like every I mean, yeah. So that the continuous cut thing is literally the coolest part of this game to me. Yeah. Um, because not there's not even loading screens, not in the traditional sense. They use hidden no, uh-uh. loading screens. You yeah. get in an elevator, and then it takes you a while to get down to the floor you want. Right. Or you get into you go through the Bifrost, your screen whites out for like maybe a second, and then you're like walking through the branches of Yggdrasil before the portal opens up that you can go through like there are no loading screens in this game it's 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 just perfect it's a masterpiece um so just to kind of uh i don't know not leave out any gaps like i'm not gonna walk through the entire game but uh balder like is kind of the big bad of this game and he's he's a god he's the son of um odin odin yeah and pretty much his shtick is that he's he's a god he's super strong all this stuff but he he doesn't feel pain Mm. and so he he can go and go and go and go until you know even when you know you thought you kill him you know he just gets back up and it takes like this what was it like mistletoe it was mistletoe yeah mistletoe to because his mother freya puts a curse on him uh, I think it was like over Whoa. a girl, and I mean, it, it was a curse. I don't know. You know she was she... doing it for his good, but you know, yeah. he it was a curse to him pretty much. Yeah. I believe it was like he loved a girl, and then something happened, and he lost her, and then he was, you know, in all this pain. And then she was like, I don't want my boy to feel pain. And so she made him not feel pain. And, you know, that that took, you know, he, he doesn't feel – I don't think it's just pain. I think it's, like, any kind of, like, sensation, you know, pretty um, much, yeah. Well, so I didn't think – maybe I missed something, but I thought it was just – it was her son that she loved, and um, she never wanted him to die because he's – obviously, he, he can't die, um, which is – probably i mean the side effect of the eternal life is also that he can't feel pain or really anything yeah but like 
I didn't I didn't pick up that it was over a girl or anything. I thought it was I'm just my... a mother wanting her child to live forever because she never wanted him to suffer. Maybe. Uh, this game, I, I think I've played this game more than I've played through any other game ever, but mm-hmm. it also has been a while since I've done that. Um, yeah, I sold my PlayStation. I'm, because... I'm reading through all of this to try and see if there's anything that says it. Um, yeah. All it says is that Freya and Baldur's like familial relationship was that she put an immortality spell on him. Right. And that's really all it says. Um, yeah. But, you know, not, not to go too deep into that. His shtick is that he doesn't feel anything. Right. And, and he that can't makes, die. Yeah, that makes for a pretty tough enemy. Yeah, right. Like, um, literally in the first encounter you have, like, he, he throws some punches at Kratos as he comes. Like, once he gets out the door and he's been questioning him. And you're just thinking, oh, a little piss boy at my at my fucking doorstep. Yeah, he's really scrawny too. So it was yeah. like, oh, this is gonna be over soon. Yeah. Yeah, I was literally like, this little piss boy wants some of the fucking beef boy that just tossed a whole ass tree over his shoulder like it wasn't shit. Wants to throw hands, and uh, you know, you you beat the ever loving shit out of him. You really like it gets into a really bloody match. You're both covered in blood. Um, because it turns out, yeah, he's he's balder, he's a god, he's he's on equal footing to you, and you just didn't realize because he's this scrawny little stature. But like right. at the end of the first fight, you break his neck and then throw him into a ravine and just go, Yeah, he's probably dead, and then like leave nope. because that's how every god has ever worked for him. He mean uh, like in the third one, Kratos like just tore apollo's head off nothing else he just barehanded that shit and he was dead like that gods aren't actually immortal they just live really long if you if you stab them in the heart enough times or rip their head off they'll die yeah um so you think oh balder's neck it's broke he's in that ravine he did not not he good probably my second aspect or a favorite aspect of this game was you know of course the combat i leviathan was one of the coolest things ever i mean it's it's mjolnir with a blade pretty much Mm -hmm. um i mean because i i can't tell you how many times i would get bored or just dick around on the game and i would throw it as far as i could and then i just press triangle and it would just just back to my hand it's it's literally one of my notes I have in here that it's it's literally my favorite part. He throws the no matter how far away you throw that axe, it will always come back. Yep. But they were smart enough to code it to where if you can throw it ridiculously far, it takes a couple of seconds for it to get back to yeah, you. Like the yeah, farther that, you throw that's it a cool away part. You, yeah. Oh my god. I remember the first time I got onto Agrasil and just tossed it off Agrasil thinking, haha, this will be funny. Well, um I I waited for like what a good five seconds before it hit my hand and i was like oh my god i thought i actually lost this thing i thought i threw it off the world tree it was just done they were they were pretty smart with it too because like i i've tried to like especially in the bifrost like i'd chuck it off into the void and then Mm -hmm. i would just try to leave without it but like the game like it won't let you get to the door before it automatically calls it back for you and i always just thought that was super cool yeah and uh yeah. you know it, it being kratos if the listeners know anything about kratos you know you've got to have um what what is it the the blades of chaos yes oh because yeah, there comes to a point where you get to uh what is it helheim and it's like super cold and yeah. pretty much his his axe is useless because the axe is like frost based 
and it's yeah. you know kind of irrelevant and so he yes. goes back home and opens up this you know panel in his floor and is there's just a like lock box and it's just got the blades on it he chains them to his arms and it, it's go time like he's he's in go mode yeah i mean up until this point he's just had wrappings around his arms and anybody that knows the character and knows the series goes oh yeah okay so he finally managed to peel those things away from his arms yeah because in the original game they were seared to the chains yep. of chaos were seared into his flesh and he could yep. never get rid of them it was a sign of the bond that he had with um Ares, the god of war at the time seeing him like you could see the sense of dread when it came to the part in the game where he was like i have to go to helheim there's nothing but freya's like there's nothing that can burn in helheim it's the cold like the coldest place yeah and he just stops and he looks he gets this far away look like he's going back to war and he was like okay and yeah. then he, he just goes home and opens the panel and like in this little lockbox or his rusty like you can upgrade them later to make them pristine and shine again but at the right. time they're like rusty they're they've been under there for a while yeah and he like wipes his hand across them like he's like greeting an old friend and i was like oh the cinematography is so beautiful the music is yeah. swelling like anybody that knows his character is just like oh my god it's the blades it's the blades man yeah like it was it was probably one of the best parts for anybody that had played the previous games in this one well, it was just like the entire game was just so jam-packed of like, you know, mythology and lore. Like, you know, you're you're playing the game maybe like an hour and you reach mm -hmm. um like the Lake of the Nine. You talk to Jormungandr, like the world serpent. You find oh, yeah. uh what you find what's his name? Uh Mimir, like up Mimir. there, the the head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I enjoyed him. He was probably like my favorite side character just because you know, Kratos don't talk a lot. Atreus has a lot of questions. So, like, mm -hmm. you know, Kratos had this head strapped to his side pretty much the entirety of the game. And it's like, you know, there were, you know, you can fast travel to places you've discovered. But, mm -hmm. you know, most of the time from to get from point A to point B, you got to take, you know, the little the, the boat. The boat. Yeah. And uh, on those like kind of, you know, adventures, I, I don't even know if you would call them that, you know, the boat the, trips. The, boat trips yeah on the boat trips mimir would kind of you know talk to atreus and tell him about you know all this lore and you know what what happened you know in in his history and then you know kratos and atreus would kind of you know ask questions put in their two cents and then mm -hmm. it was just it, it was really cool i think that game was it, it was just all around well done um oh my god I combat mean makes you feel like a god dude yeah I mean, yeah. This whole game was like a complete rehaul. Like it was yeah. like Assassin's Creed Syndicate to Assassin's Creed Origin levels. Like they completely broke it down to the ground and rebuilt it from the floor up. Yeah. There was open world aspects. There was um character customization that had never been a thing before. Yeah. Um there was a new side character that would follow you around and help you in combat. Atreus literally would yell at you when an enemy was flanking you or about to attack from behind. Yeah. That was the coolest shit on earth that never existed in any of the other um God of War games. And you could like, kind of oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I'm just saying they they broke it all down and built it back up. They added collectibles. They added 
uh, customization, all kinds of just awesome, awesome stuff. And uh, probably one of my favorite parts was Atreus just being there to force Kratos to have somebody to talk to. Yeah. Because otherwise he, he didn't talk. He, he had no intentions of talking to anybody unless it was to yell at them or yeah. to get information. Like that's, that's all he did. Well, I mean, my favorite part about Atreus was that, I mean, you didn't really play as him, but like, you know, you had your, your heavy and your light attacks on like one side of the screen. And then, mm -hmm. you know, my man's Atreus just used a bow and arrow the whole time. So yep. it's like, you know, if you were in a pickle and, you know, you just needed something quick and easy to get that shot off, you could hit like a button on the other side of your controller. And then, you know, Atreus would fire like a, what, what was it, like an electricity bolt or lightning or something like that? I mean, he had three different bolts. Yeah. He had like electric, uh, hard light. Um, I want to say like one or two more, but I, yeah, it's also been a long ass but time for me. He was, he was an equal, you know, member of value. Yeah. Um, throughout like the entire game. Um, not, not at all what I expected from the start because like you remember, like he, he, they set up the pyre for, um, Fre uh, Faye. I almost called her Freya for Faye. And then he was like, you know how to hunt? And he was like, yeah. He was like, all right, you're hunting deer. And he was like, oh, like like now? And he's like, yes. Okay, yeah. what direction are we going? In the direction of deer. Yeah. Oh, all right then. And then, like, he completely took the reins on it and was this – I mean, obviously, it's a whole test. Like, I, yeah. I want to make sure that you're not going to fucking die, literally, as soon as we leave the property. But, like, he, like, snatches the bow away from it from him at one point and is like, if you can't be patient, if you can't, like, fire when I tell you to fire, then you don't deserve to have the bow, like, some shit. Right. Um, so I thought the whole time this was just going to be one long escort mission where the yeah. whole game is an escort mission. Like, I just got to drag this fucking kid around the nine realms. But, um, like, by the time you meet one of the first dwarf brothers the little blue one i forget the name. uh it, I'm, I'm thinking modi and magni but those are the bad like those are the, the thor's sons Thor's, yeah those are uh, oh, thor's sons. dude what are their names it's gonna bug me i know right and i know um, it starts with a b but i can't remember what it is it's um I'm, I'm looking here in the in the thing but i'm not seeing it i'm just gonna have to Dude, that's gonna aggravate me. I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, by the time you meet the first brother, um, Atreus is like taking shots at things and like actually helping in combat. And I don't know if you picked up on this, but there was a couple of times at the end of like fights where Atreus would be like, "How was that?" and he would tell him the things that he needed to correct. Yeah. And then I I, I swear to God, the next fight we had, he would correct the mistakes. Yeah. I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Two AIs conversating about how to fix combat, and then it fixes it. Yeah. It's Brock and Sindri. They were responsible for uh, forging Mjolnir, uh, Mjolnir mm -hmm. and, and the Leviathan X. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's cool how the upgrade system works because oh, it's so like cool. one of them would upgrade it, and then you would find the next one, and they'd be like, oh, my brother did a shit job on this one. Let me fix that for you. And then they make it even stronger. And then it's like yeah. you would just repeat that every time you'd run into him. Mm -hmm. 
uh god i remember thinking that was so funny i was like these guys are just competing with each other and i'm just getting a sweet axe out of it yeah like i'm the only person benefiting from this yeah yeah until like at the end where they're like you know what brother you did a pretty good job and the other one be like yeah man you too and then they like worked on it together one time and now it's max level yeah well so all right not just to kind of like fast forward a bunch um just because i I do want to cover some like big plot points you know not okay. not the like filler stuff for sure, um for sure. so what they find they find the Jotunheim portal and mm-hmm. then they're instantly attacked by the Modi and Magni guys right or was it Balder I think Balder stops them at the portal Magni and Modi comes into it more like when you're dealing with Ig- uh, Yggdrasil and like starting to jump between the nine realms Balder stops you at oh, the homie, portal. I'm, I'm reading it right now. <laughs> oh, is it really? Is it really Magni and Modi? I can read it to you if you want. I would, yeah, sure. Uh, or well, maybe not at the portal. It says, "In search of components to open the portal, Kratos, Atreus, and Mimir are attacked by Modi and Magni." Okay. See, I thought you were talking about the point where you get to the top of that mountain and Mimir is still attached to the tree. Oh no, no, that's the. Uh, no, no, that was that. That's early. That's that's way earlier on because like I'm. I'm way after the part that like homie is <laughs> on his on, homie is gotcha. on his hip right now. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so you know, obviously Kratos comes out on top, kills Magni. I think he either kills Magni and Modi runs away or kills Modi and Magni runs away. One of the two. They're um, but the other one, I think what doesn't he doesn't he take Atreus? No, no, um, or he tries. He tries, but he gets injured before he leaves. Yeah, he up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Atreus he ends then, up showing up later, and Atreus is like, "Oh, what's the matter? You're gonna cry? You're gonna piss your pants? Yeah, you piss and come, maybe. Shit and come. What are you gonna do? Um, but <laughs> then do? I think and he Kratos goes to like, go. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I was gonna say, Kratos is like, he's had enough, boy. And then he's like, nah, this little bitch boy deserves death. And he yeah. just like cuts his throat or some shit. And I was like, oh my God, this kid gets such a swelled head. I mean, he, at this point he had found out that he was uh, basically a demigod or he, I mean, he's a, he's a descendant of a God, which would make him also a God, I guess yeah. in this world, not a demigod. But um, he was like, we're gods. We can do whatever we want. Oh, I know. I yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so this was like, you know, they, they're looking for the components to open the portal. They're attacked by Modi and Magni. Kratos kills one of them. The other one flees. Yeah. But he later, because I remember now, he like tries to like kind of get the jump on them. And you have to fight mm-hmm. him again. And then Kratos, of course, wins. But Atreus like collapses and he's like sick or something. But it's because Atreus believes he's just a mortal, but he's, mm-hmm. he's actually a god. And so right. he's like sick or an ill or whatever. And then, you know, Kratos is kind of running out of options. So he takes him back to Freya. And then right. Freya pretty much says that, you know, I can help him, but you need to go to Helheim and get like, I think a heart or uh, something. Yeah, frozen, a guardian's frozen heart. Yeah. And that. that's when he goes and gets the Blades of Chaos. And then there's a bunch of like Easter eggs and a bunch of lore from the older games and like the Greek mythology. And then, mm-hmm. and then he gets the heart, comes back, and then they revive Atreus, and then they tell him he's a god. And then that's when he starts becoming like significantly much more arrogant and starts uh, yeah. not following Kratos' orders. 
Um, he's got, he's got, uh, I think he murders one, the brother that got away and he's like, he thinks he's top dog now. Yeah. Um, and then shortly after is where we get into the kind of the climax where they get up to the portal and then Balder gets the jump on them, which that fight was insane. Oh my God. Literally like the best, that's one of the ones that I wrote down that I wanted to talk about because it is the best fight both in like actual gameplay combat and in the the cut scenes of it it was yeah. so good well it's like, like they that's start... when you're up on the giant right yeah so you start yeah. on the top of the mountain right and they're just like dicking around fighting each other and then they get up onto like the back of a dragon or some shit and yeah. they're fighting each other still and then it like then we go into helheim and they get separated for a little bit and that's where Atreus learns some humility because he's been a little dickhead at this at this point. Um, and then, like, after they get out of Helheim, they come back towards, like, where the giant's body is, I want to say. Right. And they, like, keep fucking fighting. It's, like, it's literally the craziest sequence in the, in the game. Because whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, now, wait. Hang on. That portal gets destroyed in the yeah, fight. The, and then Atreus yeah. gets pissed off because I remember them having to go find uh, Mimir's other eye right yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. we're we're piecing this together together because yeah uh, dude uh, i'm gonna i'm i don't have the time but i'm gonna go back and play it i i would too but i sold my playstation because i'm planning on getting a new one and i wasn't playing any games at that point i really want to play this game again me me too Um, i'm literally sitting here talking about it i'm like god i want to fight balder on the top of that giant again but then uh in his hand i guess yeah it was in He's technically a Jotun. Yeah. But either um, way. Atreus and Kratos make up, I think. And then that's when they learn of the whole immortality thing with Baldur. And yep. then uh, I think right around that time, Amir talks about his missing eye. And then they go get it from the belly of Jormungandr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. And then you see like uh, the Thor statue in there. And then mm-hmm. they come out, and the second they get out, they're attacked by Balder again. Yep, that's right. Um, that's right. You're absolutely right. But I'm getting it all mixed up in my head. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, you, you saying that I've got the backpedal a little bit. I think Atreus finds like this mistletoe, like piece of bark or something. Yeah. Later he on, found and, that. and Freya freaks out yeah he found that like forever ago he found a bunch of mistletoe arrows like somebody gave it to him or something mm-hmm. and um then, it was like, uh it was either brock or Sindri. yeah and then like the sash that holds his quiver like the clasp on it broke so Kratos literally took one of the mistletoe arrows out of his quiver and like broke it to use it as like uh something to bind it together again so he's got a little piece of mistletoe on his chest from yeah. this point on no that's atreus um, atreus had the mistletoe on his chest yeah that's what i'm talking about oh you said on, Kratos. yeah oh i'm sorry it was on uh atreus's chest and uh yeah so freya sees the mistletoe arrows and it's just like oh this is evil get it get out of here yeah, and she's like throws in the fire out. She, yeah she loses it because she knows that's literally the only thing it's that can the kill only her weakness yeah yeah, um, it's the only thing that breaks the the spell that she put on him. Yeah, but so Atreus ends up breaking that spell, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the with the piece of uh, mistletoe that he had on his chest, because she did she did destroy the rest of the mistletoe arrows. Right. But he still had that little piece on his chest that he could like stick into Balder. Right. So with Balder vulnerable now, Kratos and him are just going at it, and he's like feeling all this pain. And then once he's defeated, I think. I think he goes straight to Freya because Freya is like trying to talk him down. It's like, come on, you can be my son again. And then he's like, he's trying to kill Freya, which forces oh, yeah. Kratos to kill Balder like once and for all. Yo. Um, and then I think Freya swears revenge and is like taunting him about, you know, his quote unquote true nature. And then that's when Kratos reveals to Atreus um, about like his Greek gods, his father Zeus. And then mm-hmm. how he he doesn't want Atreus to kind of fall into that cycle, mm-hmm. um, of and then, sons killing, yeah, sons fathers. killing fathers, yeah. And then that's when they make their final journey to Jotunheim, and then they're finding mm-hmm. all these paintings on the walls uh, with the giants, and it's pretty much that it's pretty much told that Faye, uh, Atreus's mother, was a giant who decided to stay behind in Midgard. Mm-hmm. Meaning that Atreus is a half giant and one quarter god, one quarter mortal, also. So mm-hmm. he's like a whole blender of all this dope shit. Yeah. And it's like everything that you've seen and done in the game so far is shown on these walls and paintings. And then mm-hmm. Kratos drops the biggest bomb of the whole game and says that Atreus was the name given to him by Kratos because it was the name of a. Uh, spartan comrade of his but his mother named him loki Mm -hmm. and that like it it just got real like the game's been real but then it's like you're seeing all these possibilities yeah and it i just i remember that being like the big big bomb of the game Mm -hmm. yeah man um that that whole heritage thing really messed with me yeah because Cause like yeah, Loki is the in Greek mythology. Loki, or excuse me, in Norse mythology, Loki is the child of a, a Jotun and a god. Yeah, essentially, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but he's like, I don't know. That's that was a bit of mythology that I think they just kind of like, oh, watch, let's watch a bunch of idiots squirm when we drop this little bomb here. Like I, I think. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was good. It's not like it was like forced or anything, but I was just like, I don't know. I don't know how much I agree with that. It's still one of the things that I'm like, I don't know how much I, I like the fact that, that that he's technically Loki, you know? Oh, no, dude. That was, I was so happy to hear that because as soon as I heard Loki and it like kind of zooms in on the uh, the paintings on the walls and you get to see like the wolves going after the moon and the sun and then the serpent coming out of the water and like all these people up in arms it's like it's teasing ragnarok the entire time at the very end and it's like while you're watching this stuff unfold you're like holy shit holy shit holy shit yeah and i mean it makes sense in in actual norse mythology loki is at the dead center of ragnarok like he's he's the father of fenrir the wolf which would eventually devour odin yeah. and cause ragnarok so um it, it lets you know that ragnarok isn't still for a while yet because it would uh, imply that uh atreus has to be at uh, at least puberty to be able to produce a child right um so i mean it shows it's got some time yet but um i don't know man i, I i've enjoyed 
the crap out of the Norse mythology that's in this game for sure. Yeah. It's, well, it's then, literally the best part. Well, I mean, cause that, that kind of ends the game up until, you know, that, that big scene at the end where, uh, you know, they get back home, you know, everybody's happy. The mission's done. They, they spread the ashes at the tallest point in all nine realms. And then they get back to the bed. Kratos goes to sleep and then he's woken up by just loud thunder you know mm-hmm. floors vibrating and he runs outside and there's it's just storming there's thunder there's lightning and then a lightning cracks like maybe about 10 feet in front of him mm-hmm. and there's just a homie in a hood holding his hammer and then it cuts to black <laughs> who's this fat ginger with a short hammer standing on my lawn yeah i mean <laughs> dude it, i mean that was uh, definitely thor and yeah. like I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that between now and the next game, there's going to be a huge time jump. Oh yeah. Um, I imagine Atreus is going to be around maybe 16, 17, 18 when this mm-hmm. game comes out. And as much as I hate games that swap characters back and forth, I would really like to play as Kratos and Atreus, like, um, you know, like at different points, like. Well- well, I would just like to see Atreus start to really come into the Loki name and start using like illusionary magic and, um, you know, you know, learn about the uh, the Hooger that's involved and in, in all that stuff, yeah. because he only ever uses the bow and on a couple of occasions, a knife. Yeah. But he, he never does anything Loki-esque. He, well, he we doesn't. Don't, yeah, we don't know he's Loki until the last like five minutes of the game, though. <laughs> Right, right. So I'm I'm looking forward to Ragnarok and hopefully seeing him start to do more Loki type stuff. Like yeah. obviously he hits puberty and his god powers start to really come into play because up until now he has not had any sort of like divine powers. He's just a just a regular well, kid. Bob. Here's Bye. here's my theory on how at least part of the game is going to go. Um, mm. There's going to be a time jump. Uh, Atreus is still with Kratos and he's much older. Um, he's probably more proficient in combat, but then maybe Freya like kind of gets a hold of Atreus and he's like, you know, cause she, she swore revenge. We, this is not the last we've seen of Freya. No. I'm thinking she kind of persuades Atreus. Like, you know, this is your father's true nature and this is yours. And then maybe she starts teaching him all this magic and stuff that, you know, the Loki would have, and mm-hmm. then filling his head with all this shit. And then he turns against Kratos and like tries to kill him. And then I'm thinking to stop Ragnarok, Kratos is going to kill Atreus. Mm. Calling it now. It is August 10th, 11 p.m. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see in about a year. But if it happens, if we're still doing this podcast. I am pulling this audio bite out of this and it's going to be featured. Yeah, we're gonna feature this audio bite regardless because obviously, I I can't wait to be like, hey, you remember that time you said that uh, Kratos was gonna kill his own son after specifically saying he wanted to end the cycle of of uh, sons killing fathers and shit. Yep, I've got it right here. Press play. <laughs> that's how that's gonna go. Yeah. Um. So that's that's kind of like the entire story of the game. But the next thing I want to talk about was probably the best post game i've played in a game in a while and that would be the, it's the valkyries the, the valkyries oh the valkyries those those things 
Like, I will say, every Valkyrie in the game was a hard fight. Yes. Every one of them. Yes. Even the first one wasn't like the first one wasn't terribly hard. Like you could beat them pretty, pretty well, but yeah. they put up a hell of a fight. By they the time do. you make it, by the time you make it to the last Valkyrie, dude, I, I fought that bitch probably 50 times before I finally won. Well, I think, wasn't I streaming one night whenever I fought the, the last Valkyrie? Literally me and you both were yeah. like playing the game at the same time. And I was like, all right, that's another one on the tally for me. And yeah. I, I want to say we there's probably audio somewhere of me and you fighting the Valkyries or the last Valkyrie together. Uh, it's, in not a, it's not a competition, but I do want to say that I think I beat her first. I don't think I think I beat her first. I don't I don't think that's correct. <laughs> I, I don't think that's correct. Um, I guess we'll never know. I, I guess we never will. um but no it's like you each valkyrie is very very different than the last and it's like by the time you get to the the valkyrie queen you're like okay i've beat all of these i remember how those fights went i know what to do you get in there and then you get your shit rocked it's like not like it's a completely different ball game because she is the most aggressive out of all of them like she doesn't wait for you to attack uh, so she can retaliate. She she is on your shit from the jump, dude. She never takes a breath. She doesn't no. stop. She literally, as soon as her like beginning animation ends, she's on you, and she does not quit. If if, if you counter something, you might get a half second to get a swing in before well, she like recuperates yeah. and swings again. So there's there's this thing in I'm not gonna say all, but in most video games when there's a big boss. Um, it's called a, a desperation move. And pretty much what that is, is it's a move that if it hits, if it doesn't kill you, it almost kills you. But it's a move that takes maybe a couple of seconds to charge up or a couple of seconds to cool down from. And mm-hmm. that small, tiny window is where you have to, uh, well, what is it? Where you have to, you know, Deal cap- capitalize. You have to capitalize, yeah. yeah. And um, I just remember playing the long game with her. Like, I think by the time I beat her, I think it took me around like 30, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, just because I spent m- more than half of that time evading attacks mm-hmm. and the other half, like, trying to chip in damage. Because, like, my main strategy for the last boss fight was whatever side of the room she was on, I was on the opposite, throwing my axe. Mm-hmm. And then whenever she'd charge, because, you know, they've got those, uh, like, the red circles around their head that it's like, you can't dodge this and you can't parry this. Um, and every time she'd do that, or you can dodge those. You just can't block them or parry. And so you right. would have to jump out of the way and then, you know, capitalize on, you know, her being stuck there for, like, maybe two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, that, that, man, that fight was something else. The, the combat in this game, I will say, is completely different than any other God of War, just like everything else. Yeah. You get the you get the classic evade, you get, like, block, you get parry, you get heavy, heavy attacks and light attacks. Now, heavy and light attacks were in the previous games. Yeah. All the other shit is new and takes a lot of practice to get good at. I would say the combat is much more fluid and a lot more challenging and a lot more fun that way but god does she rock your shit if you're not paying attention 
I my my biggest problem is that I am also a very aggressive combatant. I like to get up in the in the enemy shit and not give them a second to breathe. Problem is, is yeah, when you, can't you have do that. two, yeah, when you got two combatants that are that highly aggressive towards each other, um, but one of them gets like if you get hit, you have the stun animation where you're like, it's not even animation. You have like a second where you're like knocked back and she just keeps capitalizing on that damage not the same if i hit her she just shrugs that shit off and takes the little bit of damage and then starts wailing away so it's like one of us can feel a stun one of us doesn't uh the one who doesn't is going to win the aggressive fight every time i just yeah that's that's not like because the only really like the only thing that comes to mind is like kingdom hearts like you know it, it like a hack and slash type deal where you know you can just sit there and you can it, just pretty much press x the mm-hmm. entire time and somehow make it through but it's like for like this scenario and most of the valkyries you're not gonna kill it the first time Got like me. you're gonna you're gonna die and you're yep. gonna have to you're gonna have to download the program in your head of what they're doing so you yep. know how to combat that and you know how to get around that Yes, sir. And I just remember like spending like tens of twenties of tries on like one Valkyrie. Yeah. And then now, but the payoff of beating them is untouched. Oh my god, the Zeus armor. I want to say yeah. that's what you get from beating them. And that basically turns you into a glass uh, cannon. Oh yeah. I think where I'm not sure if it's do... the, I think you get Valkyrie armor and then Zeus armor from, from all the Valkyries. Yep. You're right. You're right. I remember the the Zeus armor. You're basically a glass cannon. You yeah. Deal stupid high damage, but like two hits and you're you're done. Yeah. Pretty much. If you can enemy. not get touched, you're even more of a god. Yeah. Um. The the closest comparison to the combat in this game I can draw right now. It's not even. I almost said Batman because you know it's the same kind of principle of like countering and blocking and shit but it's it's not the same because in batman you don't have like a consistent block and there's not really a parry there's like a block and then counter i don't know um the most consistent or the most um the the closest representation i can think of right now is assassin's creed valhalla and the reason i can think of that is because i'm literally playing it i was playing it right before you text me to say let's record okay (laughs) And it, it's, I mean, it's shot for shot, just about the same. There's the block, the consistent block, the parry block. Um, you know, you got your counters, you got your evade. When you have the enemy has like a red attack that you can't block, you can evade it. Um, it's, it's pretty much, it feels a little bit now like looking at it that maybe Assassin's Creed kind of uh, bummed yeah. The god of war which i mean i think god of war probably bummed it from somebody else it's just a really common combat style in most games now right. as far as like a build for it um yeah but man the, go ahead the the combat is so good it was it was so good i love the combat in this game so so yeah. so much more than really any good. of the other games because yeah. all the other all the other previous games were just a hack and slash like it's you're talking hack and about slash, like yeah. yeah or in kingdom hearts where you just like except it was blades of chaos so it was area of effect he would literally just sling them around the the map and just like hit three people in one swipe yeah yeah so there's a whole valkyrie set 
armor set, and then there's the Zeus armor that you get from right. the Feeding of Valkyries. Um, right, right. And also, I, I've completely forgot about this, but I just saw like a little thing on this website. Uh, <laughs> you remember how you could find the Infinity Stones? Yeah. And put them in your gauntlet? or. Nope. Uh, was it your gauntlet? Yeah, it was your shield mm-hmm. kind of deal. It was your shield. Something that, like that, yeah. I forgot about that. That was a cool aspect, how the shield would just uh, like kind of fan out of your arm. Mm-hmm. That was always cool, I thought. Yeah. Um, but, dude, what a, what a great game. Dude, the Infinity Stones Easter egg was so funny to me. And it was, yeah. it was really good, too. Like, those stones were the best upgrades that you could probably put on. Um, yeah your your shield or whatever it was your gauntlet pretty much is what it was yeah um but like i got i got a bunch of stuff here man i got like i've already talked about like it it completely revamped the series like adding stuff like collectibles and customization to the characters atreus being the side guy that really just like uh ups the combat even more the awesome valkyries the side quests they brought in which was new uh fluid and challenging combat the puzzles in the game were never too terribly hard but always kind of enjoyable so that that was that was pretty much that's pretty classic that's that's in all the other god of wars um one of the funniest aspects that i noticed is whenever kratos walks up to like a chest if you remember this this animation if it was like a wooden chest, he didn't bother like trying to open the thing. Oh, he yeah, just he punched just, straight through yeah. the top of it. And grabbed it just, and pulled it out. Yeah. <laughs> just used he used his gorilla strength to just punch straight through the top of the damn thing and snatch up whatever he wanted and just pulled it out. It yeah. was so good. Oh god. I love this game so much. It's still to this day one of my absolute favorites uh also i yeah not to like sidetrack too much um we probably need to start wrapping up soon but i just i just realized that this game won game of the year at the game awards 2018 and it won game of the year again at the dice awards a year later Mm -hmm. so like this game was holding up yeah it still holds up oh my god it's it's still yeah, probably one of the best titles to get on PlayStation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on PS4 right now, dude, it's twenty bucks at Target. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> if you digitally download it, I guarantee you they're still going to charge you sixty. But oh yeah, it's one hundred percent. This game is phenomenal. If you haven't played it, please go check it out for your own sake. Um, it this is going to be good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, story-wise, obviously the best parts of this game are watching the interactions between Kratos and Atreus. Um, literally watching Atreus go from, like, doing his... Like, he starts off wanting to please his dad, wanting to, like, prove himself as a man, then later prove himself as a god. And he's literally... Like, I remember I, I watched a video on this before I started. It was like, they come into this area and Kratos does a little fighting, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And Atreus looks over and he's like, yeah, I half expected there to be a troll under that bridge. And his dad's like, you're not ready for trolls, boy. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, no, I meant. And then he like paused for like a good three, four seconds and goes, yes, father. Like, like the, the watching Atreus try to like build a relationship with his dad and also trying to watch Kratos try and not be such a jackass to his dad or to his son was 
the most amazing dynamic for a video game, in my opinion. I, I love this game. I love this game so much. And I, it makes me want to go get another PlayStation just to, just to oh. replay this game. Hey, uh, fun fact. Uh, it's been yeah. confirmed by... Um, God, where is it? Hang on. Um, what's this? Corey Balrog. Uh, one of the developers of God of War has confirmed that God of War Ragnarok is not the title of the sequel. Mm. Um, but it's definitely got to do with Ragnarok. Okay. Um, it could just be Ragnarok is coming. Yeah. Although I would be pretty upset if they tease Ragnarok and then in this game there's another build up to Ragnarok and nothing happens. But I would just love more content. Oh, I would dude, love more content. I would not give two shits if they did Ragnarok in the next game or didn't, as long as it meant there was going to be another game after it. Well, I mean, dude, uh, you have to think about it like this like, video games are only becoming more popular. And, you know, COVID hit at you know the worst time but the best time for video games because it put a lot of stuff back but it got a lot of people to start playing video games or to continue yeah. playing video games yeah, and yeah, so yeah. with a blockbuster like god of war they're not going to stop at a sequel they're going to yeah. milk this cow until it's dry yeah now i don't know i don't know too much about that just because it took them a long time to come out with a sequel after um what was it got revelations or something it was the one after three where he's like stuck in a illusion or some shit i don't uh, i can't remember the title of that i know what yeah, you're talking I can't about remember. but it took him it took him a few years to to come out with the the sequel to that and it completely revamped it um i i, I just i don't know i don't know if it's a title that they're going to be able to keep coming back to especially now that i noticed in this game it felt like Kratos was fucking tired the whole game. Yeah. Like his his movements are slower. His body language was like like well, he's, it's a, wiser, he's an old man. Obviously. He's an yeah, old he's, man. Yeah. Yeah. But like I just noticed, I was like, dude, if Kratos had his way, he would have thrown his hands up in the air already and just been like, you know what? fuck this shit i'm going home to take a nap like he's been he's been tired the whole game and i don't know how much content they can milk out of the character because if they keep aging him up and making him tired and more tired like that's not going to be god of like elderly people i don't know no, so like... i i picture maybe not this game not at all this game maybe the one after this they it, it would be I would play a game where, like, in one game, they kill Kratos. Like, actually do him off for good, put him at rest, and then you pick up as Atreus or Loki. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. I would play that. I, I mean, yeah, I would play it, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the God of War games. No, it wouldn't, be, that... it wouldn't be God of War, but, you know, because, I mean, yeah, Kratos is getting old, and I think they made it a point to have Kratos a lot older. Yeah. Um, because I mean, nothing lasts forever, obviously. Like this this title's gonna come to an end, but I feel like they're not like Santa Monica, like this game was a gold mine. Yeah, they're they're not gonna just stop. I imagine they'll make this sequel, probably one more at the very least, and then maybe one after that. 
Um, and then they'll probably have to start thinking because I just, I, I like this game. I do. I don't want it to ever end, but I know if they keep it going, it's going to turn into bullshit. Kind of like how Assassin's Creed did for a while. Like Assassin's Creed went from the most fucking awesome game in the world to me up into Black Flag. And then it was just a huge like downturn. And only recently is it starting to make its way back up there for me um, with uh, Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. Valhalla right, being well, my new favorite. All right, hear, hear me out. Hear me out, okay? So let's yeah. say the theory I had earlier is dead wrong and okay. Atreus ends up killing Kratos. And then yeah, it kind of yeah. ends off on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. A couple years down the road at E3, they're teasing another God of War, right? Mm-hmm. And then it says on the title, God of War. And then the war just kind of fades away. And then the word mischief just kind of works its way in. Ugh. I'd play that. I, I, again, I would play it because I love the character that they've built. But at the same time, like, it's just, it, it's like you've replaced so many parts of it that it no longer becomes what it was, you know? Like, it, it was originally God of War. You played as a guy named Kratos trying to get revenge on his dad, dickhead Zeus, right? And he, he completed that goal in three. And then they teased that he got away and he lived. And I was like, at the end of that, I was like, I don't know what else they could really do with this guy. He got his, he killed all the Olympian gods. Like, they're done. And then he comes back. We're going to completely cut out that, that filler game between three and Ragnar or between three and the new one, because who sure. cares? Um, and then he comes back and now he's in Scandinavia and he's dealing with Norse mythology. Okay. It's, you know what? That's the character I fucking love. So I'm cool with like watching this play out, especially since I'm a lot more interested these days in Norse mythology than I was in Greek mythology. So I'll watch this play out, but well, okay. like, like when it gets way- to the point that like Kratos dies off, then I'm like, well, that's, that was literally the last piece of the the old puzzle that is gone now. You know, I can't, I can't really get behind it as much as I used to. Well, I mean, think about it like this. Um, they killed Joel in last of us too. Right. right. Yeah. This story that they've gone down is setting up for uh, like Ellie. Ellie's story's over. She's done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this new chick, I can't remember her name. I think it's like Bad. Amber, Amber something, but they, oh, they, beefy? they, yeah, beefy girl. Um, beef. I love beef. They, they set that up. There's going to be a third game and it's going to sell like a Bad. lot. But like my train of thought is, is that Kratos's story will come to an end and, yep. but, but Atreus might not. And because like, think about it like this. The reason Last of Us 2 was even as successful as it was after they killed Joel is because they did so much to build a relationship with the player and Ellie, you know, mm-hmm. the side character. And I mm-hmm. think that might be what they're kind of working to. Because imagine imagine Atreus doesn't kill Kratos and Kratos doesn't kill Atreus, but Thor kills Kratos. Mm-hmm. And we spend a whole game as Atreus going, like, working to kill Thor. Mm-hmm. how hard would that be honestly that would be dope dude i don't care what you say that would be awesome pretty, 
I I think I'd be into that because it's then then you get the dynamic that you kind of have in the Marvel movies at the very least, where like Loki and Thor like going after each other, which is it's not entirely true. Loki wasn't actually the son of Odin; he was just uh, another god. Yeah. Um, and Loki just sort of like didn't like Odin, but yeah, that's um besides the point. Yeah, I think that would be that would be pretty hard. I mean, and um, also I'll, like in in any kind of media, like especially with Marvel, you know, kind of bringing a big attention to Norse mythology. Like, how many times ever do you see or hear about, besides one instance in the Loki show, that Loki kills Thor? Never. Exactly. Yeah, that's because an Thor, untapped market, dude. Yeah, and then the reason behind that is because um, the God of War games. I don't know if you ever noticed this, but the God of War games have a very, very long history of making the gods out to be a lot bigger dicks than they actually were. Yep. Like, yes, Zeus was an asshole. He was he was a uh, piece of shit. He raped a lot of people. That's a real thing. Real, real Greek mythology. Yep. Um, and he was a dick. But like Apollo wasn't that bad of a guy. I mean, eh. um, Poseidon was a super big dick. Um, but like they're, they made the gods out to be a lot worse than they actually were. Um, and they've done it again with Norse mythology. Odin is not like a super bad dude in Norse mythology. Thor, definitely not. Thor is literally supposed to be like the big savior of mankind against the Jotuns. The Jotuns are supposed to be the bad guys in the scenario, but like the God of war games has just a real knack of like taking these like god characters and just twisting the shit out of them yeah so i I, I think either route that we've discussed or any of the routes i i would still buy it in a heartbeat on release day and play i don't know man i i just and i say this confidently because when they killed joel in the first like 10 minutes of that game I, honest to God, was like, this is back when I still had a PlayStation. I was ready to take the disc out and go and be like, I want my money back. Because I didn't care that much about Ellie. I I mean, yes, Ellie was a cool character. She was a sweet kid in the first game. I cared for her, but not like in the sense of, I want to play as this character all the time. Joel was the badass. Joel was the one that saved her at the end of it. Like, I wanted to play for Joel. And then they kill him off in such a shitty way too such a shitty way and then you're just supposed to go through the the rest of the game as playing as either amber or um ellie and i was like i don't i don't care i don't care about either of these characters at my in my opinion like that could have been a dlc where amber like shows up kills joel and that's the end of the whole thing never have to make another um another days abby it's abby i knew amber didn't sound right when i said it yeah yeah i didn't sound right when i said it either but um as soon as joel was done i was like i'm done i appreciate it guys i played through the rest i didn't like i didn't like it we'll see that i I really really that's the thing man it's like it it makes you mad and that's the exact reaction that they want is for you to get mad so you can progress through as ellie and then killer and then it, it's this whole like journey because like once you get to the point where the two of them meet you swap mm-hmm. and you play as the girl that killed jill yeah and it's like no like i because i was i hated her i hated yep. abby you yep. like you're, you were supposed to hate abby but then yep. once you go through her journey 
you know, as much as you hate it, you start to sympathize with her. You Maybe. start to no, you 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 have to. That's the way the game. That's at least the way the game's intended to be played. Well, yeah. Because I'm, I might just be a sicko because, like, in my mind, in the end of the world, I don't care how nice you were before or like what your circumstances are now. If you kill one of mine, I kill okay, well, all of yours. The game, the game like, isn't yeah, about yeah, yeah, Joel yeah. and JC. It's you, you have you play it through Ellie's shoes and then you play it through Abby's shoes, right? And then right. you know because not every villain is evil. Yeah, you know? no, I mean, e- evil yeah. is a perspective thing. Like you know. Thanos is a perfect example. Yeah. You know, everybody does what they believe is right for whatever reasons. And a lot of times those reasons are perceived as bad. Yeah. But, I I firmly believe that there's no such thing as true good or evil because everybody's the hero of their own story. Right. Correct. correct. Everybody in their perspective is the good guy, even if it means like, you know, even if you're doing really shitty shit, if you think that you're doing it, if the ends justify the means for you, you think you're doing the world a service. Correct. So I get it. I get how, you know, you're supposed to think, oh, Abby, she was only quote unquote the bad guy because Joel killed her dad and yeah. she wants revenge for that. And I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, but I care about Joel, not but, Abby. But you see, the only reason you feel that way is because joel was you follow joel yeah that's the that is the only reason you feel like that yeah because i was mad when joel died i thought he went out like a bitch in fact i think i think that it was just completely uncharacteristic of joel to follow strangers in the first place yes but that's that's what happened that's how it went and that's the direction they're going i would be happy if they went down the atreus route i really would be because as of right now he is a fresh face. He has unlimited potential being half mm-hmm. giant, quarter mm-hmm. human, and quarter god. There is mm-hmm. so much stuff that they can do with that. There really is. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, we haven't even seen him, you know, in his, you know, quote unquote final form yet. Yeah. Oh, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I would definitely say I'd be interested. I would, I would play it. I would, I would, you know, give it a fair shake for sure. And if it impressed, man, it impressed. Like, I I cannot fault a game as bad because it killed a character I like. Yeah. I didn't like The Last of Us 2. I don't know why I couldn't remember that name. The reason I didn't like The Last of Us 2 was for a lot of different reasons, not just the Joel thing. If, if they make a God of Mischief game where it's all Atreus all the time, I'm, I'm probably going to go into it a little salty. But if the game's good, then the game's good. I can't fault a game for being bad just because it's not the same guy. Correct. Like if I if I could fault it for that, I would have stopped playing Assassin's Creed uh, as soon as Ezio died in Revelations. That's a so, different conversation because I am a firm believer that that series died with Ezio. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I um I haven't played I, a single Assassin's Creed since Unity when me, you, and Ethan played. Because that was oh. just such a shit show. Yeah, it was. And but it's better. I, it's a lot better now. But that's a topic for another. Are time. you are you telling me Assassin's Creed Unity is better now? Yes. Okay, hang on, just a second. I know it's like ten years too late. You're about to bring up the date that the game came out. And this game like, released in 2014. <laughs> it's. I'm so happy that it's better seven years later. <laughs> 
I've seen literal like whole documentaries on YouTube of people going and being like, it took them seven years, but this is a banger now. <laughs> like, no. Like whole docu-series about like they missed the market first, but they fucking stuck the landing after everybody had already moved on. And that's a real shame. But anyway, not the point. Um, I, I think that it could be interesting. I would have to see it. I would have to see Atreus in the role see what his character turns into because if he's the little shithead that stabbed whichever Magni or Modi uh, just out of spite instead yeah. of like thinking like I'm not going to be super interested in that character I'm just not I, I'm sorry well um, I mean you've got to look at it like this like because there's obviously going to be a time jump um, <clears throat> he's going to be way more dialed in because of yeah. Kratos you know he's, he's going to grow and continue growing under Kratos's hand and he's going to be a force to be reckoned with next time we see him a hundred percent a hundred percent agree with that especially now that he and Kratos has built some rapport and they can actually like talk to each other without it being like feeling really hostile yeah because that that was another big thing is like for the most of the start of the, the the game it felt like there was so much tension, so much tension. Kratos the- was not fucking with this kid like the first couple hours. Like yeah. it's it's like a, it's very apparent. I I honest to God thought that Atreus was like adopted or some shit, or Faye had him before Kratos met, and this is stepdad coming in. Like, hey, what's <laughs> up, kid? I don't. I'm not here to replace your dad, but I'm here to live in your house and eat your food with your mom. So <laughs> want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah right so i thought that was the dynamic for like the start of the game up until it was like yeah i named you atreus your mom wanted to call you loki and i was just like okay so this is actually his flesh and blood child like it's established it's done all right Um, i'm i'm gonna cut you off there yeah Uh, do you have any final concerns or comments about this uh anybody hasn't played it needs to play it absolutely Great game. Love it. 10 out of 10. Uh, actually, I physically wish to buy another PlayStation just to play through the game again. Right now, that's how much I love this game. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll second that. If you haven't played it, do yourself a favor and do it. Or if you can't, at least go watch it on YouTube or something. Um, so that that's God of War. Uh, thanks for listening. I think next episode is either going to be the killing joke comic or we might do a special episode yeah about the new what if show that comes out like in a couple hours possibly Um, suicide squad don't know yet maybe yeah um we've we've got a lot of shit we want to do for the podcast but just not a lot of time to do it so it's a lot of play by ear stuff um Mm -hmm. but i'm i'm about to close this out if you don't have anything left uh yep so next week first comic looking forward to it killing joke is one of my favorites i hope to see you guys there hopefully next week (laughs) hopefully next week hope we'll see you uh when we see you see you when we see you yeah both (laughs) Both of you you. both (laughs) of you um all right for real though thanks for listening thanks for uh stopping in uh and putting up with us we we do appreciate it it's good to be back Uh, as of as of right now it's good to be back Yes, sir. Um, I hope we can keep up some kind of consistency over the coming weeks and months. But yes, sir. Uh, if not, you guys will be the first to hear about it, <laughs> or not hear about it. In this case, we'll see. 
But all right, y'all, again, thanks for listening. Tune in next time. We'll see you. Peace.